0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scotland battle against the conditions to make history in European qualifying A rain-disrupted 2-0 win over Georgia makes it four wins from four this campaign for the first time ever Steve Clark's side now with an eight-point lead at the top of Group A I'm Andrew McLean, joining me in the studio tonight is Kenny Miller it's been an amazing four days for the for the Scottish national team. I'm going to say we've got one foot on the plane now to Germany after last night's uh, bit of a shambles uh, set up at Hamden after six minutes. Uh, but we're in the lead at that moment in time, and I think that's why the Georgia players were so angry uh, and not too happy about going back on. But it was a wonderful night, another wonderful night for Steve Clark and his team. Uh, and twelve points out of twelve, I mean, we could only have dreamt about that start at the at the start of this campaign. Yeah, that table's looking good now, isn't it? Yeah, it's looking healthy. It's a real healthy lead at the top of that table now. And it's that age. I mean, I mean, we're one foot on the plane. There is still points to be uh, to be won. But again, we've probably got again the best possible game we could have had. Uh, in the next game so it's a chance to go 5 out of 5 and again it might not be mathematically confirmed but if we can get that win against Cyprus that will be us we'll, we'll, we'll be in the Euros for sure Well surely you've got some thoughts out there on what happened last night whether it was the result whether it's how the group is looking ahead of that big tournament next summer or maybe you want to talk about the conditions and the way the game played out because it was far from straightforward wasn't it 0141 951 1025 is the number or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB but we'd love to hear from you on the phones 0141 951 1025 Kenny I finished this show at about 5 to 7 last night I thought you know what I'm rushing to Hamden to get there got there the heavens had opened I was going through puddles to get to actually get into Hamden finally got there sat in my seat just in time for kickoff. thought that's great timing six minutes in a delay of an hour and a half. It was it was just a crazy night in general. It was. I mean, I was stuck in the I was stuck in traffic as well, uh, heading heading along to do a bit of work last night, and it was uh, and the heavens did open. I, mean, I think there was some like six days rainfall in that short space of time. So it was. Uh, I was actually concerned that the game might might get. Uh, might get postponed I think it would have been played today if, if that had been the case but I mean the reality is the game probably shouldn't have kicked off because the ball wasn't moving I mean you could see in that six minutes the amount of incidents I mean look at that shot that the that the Georgian player had and you think oh it's gone wide it almost stopped and it would have gave a player a chance to maybe go and get the tap in so it was it was farcical conditions at the start of the game but common sense prevailed and like I say I think everybody well, all the all the officials would have just been hoping that nobody had scored in that, in that time and fortunate enough for us right before they decided to call it we had got the goal for the uh, for the corner with Callum McGregor striking into the back of the goal so it was a great night for us you know conditions at the start were, were farcical I said it shouldn't have kicked off but what a work the ground staff and everybody involved done to actually make that pitch playable because when they got back on the ball was moving fine yeah the bounce was a little bit different and things but the, the ball was rolling fine it never really affected the game too much so it was uh, all credit to everybody involved who managed to get the game back on Have you played in conditions like like that before? Well, I actually played in the we're, we're playing in the game in Spain, but it was cancelled all the all the years. Mm-hmm. I think we're one 0 up at the time. Uh, 
and uh, it was kind of a bit no. I mean, to that level, I mean, the the, the downpour was incredible. I could barely see the uh, the wind the windscreen of the car. So it was real proper Scottish rain. I mean, you think we'd be used to it and, and prepared for it, but I think the amount of rain that had fell over that short space of time, it, it just made. The, you think even the inspection would have happened probably when it was playable when it was inspected, but the amount of rain that had fell just obviously made the conditions at the start absolutely unplayable. And you could understand. You could see both coaches were on the sidelines. Uh, did have a little chuckle though because you could see Steve and Willie Samuel were saying, "Yep, yep, it's got to be called at some player." As soon as that goal went, and everybody in a Scotland, a Scotland badge on their chest, wanted the game to continue or at least get back on. So it turned out everything turned out right for us. We got the win. It was a comfortable win at that as well. Real controlled, good performance, two and all win. And let's say twelve out of twelve is, is, is stuffy dreams. Yeah, crazy night at Hamden. We want to hear what you made of it. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Ross is up first in Drumchapel. Ross, it was a mad night as we were saying. What did you take away from it? I thought the Scotland played really well, but my main issue with the game was the Georgia players refusing to come out when it was uh, delayed um, to restart the game. Yeah, Kenny. When they they were happy about the um, conditions. Yeah, a professional football player, you should be able to play in all types of conditions. Well, Kenny, was it was it the fact it was the conditions, or was it the fact that they were already one 0 down after six minutes? Because having spoken to John McGinn and Ryan Porteous after the game, the two of them said, "Look, if the shoe was on the other foot, the Scotland players probably would have been doing the same." Yeah, listen, I get it. Uh, there's no doubt it was the conditions at the start because you could see the amount of times the ball stops, a player runs past it. Uh, and even when the pitch was playable, look what happened with John McGinn when it looked like the goal was gaping for him and he was going to strike it and, and get another goal. It just slowed down ever so slightly and he had already committed to the shot and he just got it all wrong, just caught the end of his boot. So it was still affecting it a little bit uh, in certain areas of the pitch. But when the game kicked, I mean, the game should never have kicked off. That's it. And I think the biggest, after that, once the goal had went in, there's no doubt the Georgians are thinking, right, you know what? This is this is a shambles, but I think that the rule in it would have started today at one 0 anyway. So it was, you can feel for them in that respect because I'm sure had the boot been on the other foot, we would have been absolutely gutted, and there would have been a lot of calls to say, look, that game shouldn't have even even kicked off. It should have maybe been delayed initially to try and then clear the water, and then just started when it was properly playable. So it was, uh, you can understand their frustrations, but once that game kicked back off, and by the thing has to be said for that first six minutes, it was the same for both teams. You know, so there was no advantage or, or disadvantage to anybody. It was the same for both teams. We were just fortunate enough. We took advantage of it in that first six minutes and then and then won the game convincingly once it restarted. Yeah, Ross, what does it say about the character of this Scotland side that they didn't let it affect them whatsoever? They were straight back on the pitch. They were wanting to play. And then, you know, straight after half time, the second goal comes. That's off the back of, you know, those two late goals against Norway. A lot of character shown by this squad over the course of a few days. Those that were willing to choose to other teams that were actually um, capable of getting to a major tournament um, actually willing to try and get to a major tournament and were no an easy team because I think over the last couple of years uh, we've been known as an easy team to kind of beat and I think Steve Clark's got us to that certain level where we're no is quite as easy a team to beat Actually, quite feared. Do you get that feeling now, Kenny, that teams will be coming up against Scotland and you know concerned about coming up against us? Because you look at the Spain result, you look at the 
Norway result and the fashion that that came about, the character shown last night as well. I think you can throw the Denmark result into that as well. The, about a year ago or so, there was, it was a wonderful performance that night against a really, really good team. Like We have, listen, again, there's no disrespect teams of the past because there's been some wonderful results. I mean, you're talking France, you're talking Holland back in the day, you're talking uh, Ukraine's have came in and, and been well beat. Italy came and, you know, we've always been kind of, particularly at home, we've always been capable of, of challenging and competing. Uh, but this group at the moment, there is a real belief about them, you know, and, and everybody's talking about the spirit that's amongst them. And, and spirit can be created by a number of ways. One thing that helps it along is winning and being successful. And this team's got that monkey off the back by qualifying for the Euros a couple of years ago. And now they're hungry for more. You know, and I, I, you talk about character. And for me, last summer was really, really disappointing with the World Cup uh, playoff. And then that result against Ireland, which was a really, really poor performance. But they never let it affect them. They've just bounced back, and I think they're actually undefeated since that game. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a wonderful run, and it's credit to Steve and his staff. But again, the players have to the ones when they cross that white line, they go, need to go and perform. And I think our level, our player across the squad is really, really good. There's real competition for places. Uh, you see Steve against Spain, I think after the, the Cyprus, when he makes a couple of changes, we go and get a, an equal performance, if not better, and we get the result against a really good Spanish team. Last night, again, there was a, there was a change made to the team that won in Norway. Again, I change which I felt was probably the right change I mean Billy Gilmore came in and, and you've seen even at the end of the Norway game the effect that he had on the team, he always takes the ball, he's always kind of trying to direct the traffic and uh, it's just a real calm and composed influence in the middle of the pitch there and you've seen a wonderful performance for him last night, again he's not too much football this year but when he's picked in this national team he just never ever lets anybody, and more often than not actually ends up getting man of the match or, or player of the match he's, uh, he, was, he was outstanding Along, to be honest our midfielders were, were outstanding last Callum McGregor, superb, Scott McTominay they both got the goals but uh, apart from the goals their performances were outstanding well thank you to Ross let's hear a bit from Steve Clark. he says last night's game should have been stopped before the opening goal due to the waterlogged pitch it was pretty obvious from kickoff that the pitch wasn't ready that would have been the logical time to call it or maybe not even start it and just delay the delay the kickoff obviously the whole dynamic changes once there's a goal in the game uh, they want it stopped we don't it's normal if they had scored, they wouldn't have wanted the game stopped. Thankfully, it dried up. Everybody did their job. For me, the best part is our players did their job. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the, the players didn't let it affect them whatsoever. They were straight out there. And it must have been quite distracting as well because they had to go out and warm up. Then they were pulled back into the changing room. They were out warming up again. They were waiting for the Georgia players. It, it can't have been easily easy mentally for the Scotland players. No, but I think that they're in such a good place. We've touched on it before. Like The spirit within the camp is has been generated by success but it's also by they seem a real tight knit group of boys and you know there's uh, I think that gets to, that, that gets shown none, even more so by the it's, just, it's the nature of the, of the behaviours of the squad players the guys that are no playing you see them all jumping about on Saturday when that these goals go on and celebrate and I mean they're no oh, well I never played I don't really feel part of it everybody seems to feel part of it everybody wants to come away and represent the national team whether they're playing or whether they're not playing so there's a real spirit amongst it so again it doesn't surprise me that the Scotland team approach it the way they did yeah they were 1-0 up as well they just got that goal just before they called it but again which that helps because now they've got something to hold on and they knew how big last night's result was going to be to go 12 out of 12 because that's a game when you start this group when you're looking at it forget what's already went on Georgia at home is a must win 
you know, and even last night, as much as we've had a wonderful start, it was still a must win for me because you just didn't want to stop that momentum. But we've went the other way. We've just kept building on the momentum and, and we're riding this real wave at the moment. Uh, and it went through last night and the character of the, the players, but again, Andy Robertson as well, sometimes gets some uh, criticism playing in the, in the national. Might not have the same type of form, but I felt over these two games, he was excellent. You know, he was, he was driving the team on because it wasn't a great performance on Saturday, but he was driving that team on and it was the same last night. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Robbie is up next in Falkirk. Robbie, how much did you enjoy that last night? Good evening, Paul. Yeah, yeah, I thought uh, Scotland played well considering that Georgia came into the game. I think they were unbeaten in their last 15. Um, yeah, I think so it was what, one defeat in 15, it was. Was it, was it one defeat in 15? Yeah, and uh, Scotland restricted them and, you know, they were the, the better team for start to finish. Basically, they looked more cohesive and you know fighting for the ball and making chances and they, they just looked better across the board and that's an improvement obviously the result is what you really want but Steve Clark wanted, clearly wanted an improvement for that Norway game I'd just like to make the point to Kenny that I'm, what really impresses me about this uh, well, the full squad I don't know about you Kenny but I think the age bracket these players are in is absolutely it's a fantastic mix You've got Callum McGregor at 30. I think he's one of the oldest in the squad. But if you look at like guys like, we're ready to say, Lewis Ferguson, who didn't even get on as a sub in either of the last two games. You've got Billy Gilmore, Scott McTominay in mid-20s. So I quite like how this team is going to progress, Kenny, over the next couple of years. Obviously, Callum McGregor, when it gets beyond the couple of years, he'll be getting to that 34, 35, and probably he might even retire for the national squad within the next two or three years. But I think the, the important thing is, that, but guys like Billy Gilmore and McTominay, McTominay will be coming up to his, his, his late 20s. Billy Gilmore will be like 24, 25 in the next two or three years. And I just I just like that, you know, that, that we, we need to get players coming into the back of them as well, Kenny. That's important. You know what I'm talking about, Kenny. Over the next four or five years, that when get Carl McGregor, John McGinn and, and all these boys potentially stop playing, that we get guys in at the back of Billy, Billy Gilmore, Lewis Ferguson, Scott McTominay and all the other guys that are going to be mid till late 20s at a time you know it's like a conveyor belt Kenny do you see what I'm saying? Uh, listen I, I get you Robbie I mean you're bang on they're at a good age and the one thing about the group is as well they have kind of came through uh, together over the this over Steve Clark's tenure as a manager and you see the amount of guys that they're just accumulating cap after cap after cap and gaining more experience at this level. So there's going to be a situation in a couple of years where there's no actually much situation international football's no thrown at this group of players. So they're going to know how to deal with certain situations. Again, like you say, all, everything going well in the next kind of few games. Uh, we're going to have been to our second Euros in, 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 th- in three, four years. So this this group's going to have been to two major finals. They're going to have like all get like you've already got maybe five or six of them are over the fifty caps. By this point, you're going to have other guys approaching it. It's a lot of caps I've got now. And when you first started out with Steve Clark, when you're looking at the McGinns and the Robertsons and the Tierneys and these types of guys, they were all kind of just starting out. They might have been kind of low teens or whatever. Now they're up there the fifty caps. There's a real experience about them, and I still think they're at a good age. I mean, I think Callum McGregor can go and play for as long as he wants I mean he's 30 at the moment if we get in our four or five years out of him listen he'll not want to give that jersey up to be honest with you because it looks like he loves it and I think after this Euros and, and they've had that taste for it 
the next steps of the World Cup. You know, again, I'm getting a wee bit ahead of ourselves here, but because they failed in that that game against Ukraine, and I still sense that there's maybe a, that this group will have something that they'll have a sense that they want to put that right come this next campaign. But they're well on track to this Euros, which is a wonderful achievement where we're sitting at the moment. But the group of players, in terms of their levels, their standards are, are really, really good. But they are, they are, you're right, Robbie. They're at a wonderful age, and they've all kind of came through and gained this experience together. I think that all adds in and feeds into the spirit that they've got. Yeah, Robbie, four wins from four. How do you rate the chances of Steve Clark's side getting to Germany next summer? Well, um, I think they can do it. But, I mean, they've won four games out of four. Why not go for four out of four out of four again? That, that, that's what... I mean, I mean, they've really, really got to think that way. See, the next game, Steve Clark, is, I think, is really, really good at keeping them grounded. And just didn't look at the table. Just we know where we are. We've got four wins out of four. The next game we'll try to win. The next game we'll try. Doesn't matter if it's Spain. Spain away for him. Try to win that game as well. Didn't go in with this attitude that all right, we've we've, we've tallied up fifteen or sixteen points for Cork. Just go right through them. They might. I mean, I'm, I'm saying four wins out of four for the next four games. That's highly unlikely. Just with the psychological, we already winning the first four games and maybe qualified. They could qualify over the next two games. So what would that bring them up to? 12 and 18 points so they'll probably maybe qualify so maybe uh, what's probably realistic is actually winning every single game up to the qualify so if they win the next two games they might qualify and they might have maybe drop away after that over the two games at fall maybe already qualified maybe top of the group then but I really really like the the uh, the mix of performances you know what I'm talking about here Kenny that Norway game is better to win a game when you're playing rubbish than lose a game and play rubbish you know that last five minutes there was absolutely brilliant and that Kenny McLean's goal that was world class that was what, that was absolutely brilliant if that was Barcelona or Man City it would be getting talked about tenfold more but I mean what a goal brilliant goal that you know especially after the way they were playing for most of that game Kenny do you know what I mean yeah listen it was a wonderful end to the game for us and it's uh I mean, I, I do I agree with Robbie, Robbie in terms of the mentality. You have to go and win. Listen, Steve Clark's instilling that in his team. He's not going to take his foot off the gas. He knows the team's progressing and there's more progress. Like there's more progress in it. There's a, I think there's still more to come for this group of players. Like, And I think that when it might have learned a wee lesson for that game at Norway because it did look to me that they kind of approached it in a way that it was a case of, you know what, see if we don't get beat, this is a wonderful point that we could be taking away for it. I believe that group of players are better than that. Particularly against, a, a, and with no disrespect to Norway, I, I think we're a better team. You know, I think we've got better players. Yeah, they've got a, a couple of superstars within the team, but, but so have we. We've still, we've got we just don't kind of label our players like give them that kind of status. But when you've got guys that are representing Liverpool and winning Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues, and you've got guys who are playing for Man United and Arsenal's and and again Rangers and Celtic, you know they're playing in European games. That's what I'm saying about these players. They're not only gaining international experience, they're getting Champions League, European experience, and playing in the big Premier League. I mean, Robbie's talking there about aiming for another four wins out of four. Scotland have already proven they can beat all four of these sides. Yes, there will be some tough games. Spain away is the one you would look at. But that's what these Scotland players will be aiming for, isn't it? Because they've gone out there, they've got the confidence, they know they can beat these teams across 90 minutes. But why wouldn't they go for it? Why wouldn't they aim for that? Well, when you're playing against the best players in the world, which some of those Spanish players are, you know, you look at Rodri, who has had a right good moan up after the last game. You look what he's just achieved this season uh, for club and country. So when you're playing against these best players, you want to perform. You want to go and show. Again, when I look at that midfield in particular, against guys like that, when you've got 
Billy Gilmore's, you've got Callum McGregor's, you've got McTominay's, you've got Kenny McLean's, you've got guys like Stuart Armstrong couldn't couldn't get on. Uh, Ryan Jack only got a kind of weird appearance. Lewis Ferguson, who's moved away, can't even get on as well. They were really, really strong. So these guys going up against the best players in the world, they want to test themselves. They actually want to show, I'm, listen, I'm capable of going up against you. I'm, I'm, I fancy this and I want to show how good a player I am. They've done it. They've done it against Spain. They beat them convincingly. So it's, uh, it's an opportunity, you know, 484, listen, I would take us beating Cyprus next and I think that would be no guarantee us, but that'll pretty much get us there. Well, thank you to Robbie. Still plenty of time to get involved. Maybe you want to chat to us about how the rain sort of affected your viewing experience of the game last night. We'd love to hear your stories. 01419511025. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard and we want to hear your thoughts on that Scotland result last night it was a mad game wasn't it that huge it was about 90 100 minutes delay in the middle of it after 6 minutes because of the waterlogged pitch but plenty to talk about 01419511025 to get involved and Kenny I I think we need to have a shout out for you know the the maintenance staff, the the ground staff, the the ball boys that got involved, the security staff that got involved to help brush the water off the pitch because that was some shift, wasn't it? It was. It was incredible. You know, I mean, I, I did get a wee bit wondering why they still won the on between that nine and a half nine spell because there was nobody on the pitch <laughs> kind of getting it, keeping it on, but they put in an incredible effort. I mean, you seen I was we were watching them and the guys that were in the in the in the box that we scored the goal in it. There was guys that were on that solid foot and they were still shifting some amount of water off it. So they've done an incredible job just to get playable. Like you say, even the even the young lads that came on with the brushes and they were using the reverse side of the brushes <laughs> just to try and get some kind of water off the off the pitch and get the game on. So yep, all credit to them. They've done a wonderful job. And listen, I had it not been for them, the game wouldn't have been on. You know, so it's uh, yeah, it was good work and I'm sure you've seen the players how how much they actually appreciated the job Steve Clark's mentioned. You've seen the players giving the, the fans around the flop around the applause not only the ground staff but the fans also for staying that length of time and my, my wee boy was actually at the game he went there with his BBs absolutely soaked and he was needless to say he never went to school today because he was still sleeping but it was a, it was an incredible night for uh, for everybody the fans were great obviously the, the staff and everybody to get the game back on was it was sensational work there was just one moment as well that really worried me when you were wondering whether the game was going to continue or not and I was watching the referee doing the the test at one point and he just went to bounce the ball in the six yard box and it just stopped dead and at that point I thought there's there's no chance but that just goes to show the, the great work that was done yeah I mean I was watching him as well and what I would say is he never put too much effort in trying to bounce the ball he was more like dropping it he wasn't actually bouncing it and at one point he never even had a ball I was actually wondering if he was going to get a ball out to actually give it a test but again you could see once they went back out to test it and they were, they were rolling the ball across the surface the ball was moving quickly you know it never really affected it that, that much uh, once the work could be done yes the bounce wasn't what it would be had it been absolutely perfect playing surface but listen it's football we've seen football playing in a lot worse conditions uh, I've actually seen games played in the conditions that were actually the first six minutes but the game shouldn't have kicked off there's no getting away for that Steve was right they probably should have just delayed it and gave the staff a chance to kind of clear it before they kicked off but listen it went that way and now 
as a Scotland fan now, we, we don't really care how it went now. We, we got the results, 12 points out of 12, and now we move on to Cyprus. I don't know if you saw at one point as well when the referee was running from one side of the pitch to the other, the Scotland players were out there waiting <laughs> for the, the Georgia players, and the Scotland players were actually just firing passes yeah. into the referee's feet to show them, look, the pitch is fine, let's play on. I don't know if they're doing that, I just try to trip them up <laughs> or meg them. I'm not sure, but you, know, you could see that everybody. I was watching Liam Kelly as well, he was in and he was bouncing the ball. He was putting everything in it to bounce the ball, run about the penalty spot on that goal mouth to show that the ball was actually acting uh, acting as if it was as, as if the pitch was fine but no it was listen again it was done they got back on and the pitch was perfectly playable once it got restarted and, uh, and we won the game convincingly you know we, yeah, uh, the Georgia players might not have fancied it they might not have thought it was right about how the, the first six minutes went and they were 1-0 down but listen it's football you've got to just move on 0141951 if you want to get in touch Sean is up next in the gobble Sean how are you? Good evening, Pano. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good, Sean. Uh, just for last night for myself, I just need to reiterate what Kerry had said. It should never have been played. Uh, but as we all know, it went on and we won, etc. Pardon the pundit about the weather. I, I seem to think that we're taking away the how well Steve Clark has actually done. The pool of players he's got for what we used to have. The guy, no wonder he, he got another contract. And I believe that there's merit come. Apart from nearly a waterlogged football park last night and how long it got delayed. And, and fair play to the maintenance staff. I've seen that myself. And the game went on as, as best it could. But I think we're forgetting as... The, the actual team, the pool itself. Again, Terry, I tell you about this spirit. It, it, it's shining through the back, right through to the front, that even if the boss seems to be going out, everybody seems to, you know, 90 minutes, everybody wants to be playing for their country. Yeah, Kenny, I mean, I think we're quite good in this country at playing things down, but we do have a lot of quality players in that Scotland squad and Steve Clark, the system he's using, he's getting the best out of nearly every single player in the squad that's that he's selecting at the moment. He is, and that, that's that's when when you when you when you talk about spirit and, and coaching or and management, like sometimes the players that are no playing are more important. You know, because they can feed into the culture and, and create the environment and keep that harmony within the group. And Steve's got that. You know, again I'll say it again, winning helps. Bringing success and, and qualifying for major tournaments helps. Uh but He's done a wonderful job. There's nothing. That's why he's been rewarded with, with the new contract because the, the, the job that he's done, like I said, he's got us to that finals a, a, a few years ago and we're, and we're on the verge of making another Euro. So he's, a, he's done a wonderful job. He has got a really good pool of players. I mean, you've always got these debates about eras and, and who was better. Was that team better? Was that, what I would say about this group is I think the general standard of player and, and where they're playing their football at is probably maybe at the best it's been. There's a lot of players playing in England, Premier League. There's there's guys that are, like I said, they're playing in European games, big European games. There's guys that are playing in, uh, in, in big games that are challenging for league titles, challenging for cups. And again, that league is one of the best, if not the best in the world. So you're up against the best players week in, week out. So it's, it can only bring you on and develop you as a player. And that's what I would say about the squad. Yes, we've had some wonderful players in the past and there's no doubt guys from the past would get into this team. Uh, had they been playing now but 
as a general standard across and I think we're in a really, really good place. Good competition all over the field as well. I mean, I think Steve's got his system, but the party management is finding a system that suits the players that you've got at your disposal and that's what he's done really well. And even when we've flipped to a back four as well, which I think we can, might be dependent on whether Kieran Tierney and Andrew Robertson are both fit at the time, but it's, uh, we've got a wonderful spirit at the moment. I think it's a belief. You know, we believe, you see it in Norway, we never played well, but they believed, they kept going to the end, they stuck to the game plan, never, never panicked and we got the result uh, as well. Sean, you say there's more to come from this Scotland team. Are you seeing improvements every time this squad meets up and you feel they're just getting better and better with every game? Again, that's why Kenny played for Scotland. It's one of the ones that, totally what he's saying, it's the club level that, that each and every one of them are at. And they seem to be bringing that to Scotland, isn't it? Collectively, they're bringing their own experience so it doesn't matter if we're playing like the likes of Spain or or any bigger teams that we might have felt intimidated. It's like seems to be like no, no rub shooters with anybody now, and that's not to go and forgetting ourselves and getting all this bravado because where we are at the moment, I know very much we need to. I love this. We need to keep the feet well and truly on the ground, guys. We might, but in the sense of the whole. Scotland's never been in a better place I don't feel and that is just simply through what Kenny's saying is in the levels of where these guys are individually at club level I mean Kenny Sean, Sean's saying there about keeping grounded if there's one man that is going to make sure that the players all stay grounded it is Steve Clark. He, he said himself in a in a press conference I think before the game he was like look I'll make sure the players don't get too excited about anything but is that part of the beauty of why this team are doing so well because they're keeping grounded they don't fear anyone but they're never getting ahead of themselves no matter who they beat and no matter who they overcome it seems that way again I think they're a real good group of lads you know and, and there is they seem to enjoy each other's company as well when you, when I speak to a few of the players like there's always things going on and again that's, that's part of management I know they had their wee trip to Spain and there's maybe golf and things are going on it's all part of that team building a team building that's already really really strong but uh, listen Steve's got on the right path now he's been in the job a right few years now he's, he's really familiar with the group they're really familiar with him they know how they're working they know when they turn up what to expect so it's uh, again this is when you feed that even back into club football having that kind of stability and continuity it doesn't guarantee success but what it does it gives you the best chance to build something and that's what we've been doing over these last three or four years is building towards these types of performances where when we play Spain and if it's England or whoever else we're playing against that we know if we turn up and do our job we're going to be competitive and we're going to give our chance the best chance to get a result Well thank you to Sean let's stick with the phones Craig is in Cumbernauld up next Craig how are you feeling after that result last night? How are we doing, lads? Um, oh, listen, it's it's another fantastic um, night at the office for us. It really is. Um, you know, to, to have put together four wins for four in this run is is exceptional, um, especially considering that, you know, uh, away in Norway is always tough. And then, you know, to have Spain at home, that was a real, you know, giant killing there for us. Um, and I think it's important to get scalps like that because you want to be able to show that you're capable of competing at higher levels. And I thought, listen, Georgia... Mugs, they took point a point off in already as well, and I thought I just thought it was a very good performance on the backdrop of what was going on as well. Because I've got to say, I need to add this in, I was really, really disappointed with the behaviour of the Georgians at one point last night because we'd already had a long delay. 
And kickoff was meant to start at quarter past nine. Scotland were out, ready to go, and they refused to come out of the, the dressing room, which delayed it by a further 20 minutes. To me, and I don't know, I'm not a professional player, but Kenny, you have, and I don't know if you've been in that situation, but if the officials tell you as a player that the pitch is fine, the match is going to go ahead, how can you just point blank refuse to come out to change them? Because they must have been at a point where, apparently the UEFA delegates were talking to them, but surely they were saying, if you don't go out, then you're forfeiting the game. Because it was ridiculous. Yeah, before before I bring Kenny in on that, I'll just let's get the thoughts of Georgia boss Willie Sanyo, and, and he'll give their side of the story. I think everybody tried to do his best. Um, I just don't understand why we did even started the match uh, at the beginning because after five seconds, everybody could see it wasn't possible to play. And I think the the fact that the referee just stopped the match just after the first goal, he made himself under so much pressure. Everybody had enough of the situation. Uh, the players were cold. They were not feeling good. Um, everybody enough of waiting and being, as I said, we, we did feel a bit considerate as some objects. Shut up and do what, you, what I, I tell you to do, basically. We are professional managers. We are professional football players. That's why it's a lack of... Maybe some people should respect football a bit more. Um, it will make things a bit easier. Can you see that point of view, Kenny? <sighs> From Wally's point of view, then, I can understand. It's, you know what it is? It's the goal. It's the goal, the timing of the goal, the the state of the pitch. Again, Steve said it, Willie said it, the game shouldn't have kicked off. I think we could all agree on that and everybody will have that point of view. That's where you kind of wonder why it actually did kick off. That's where the concerns would be for me. In terms of the the disrespect or or being told what to do, well, that's their job, you know. Like, they've got to decide, is the pitch playable? They decide, by the way, not the players. And there was even things, oh, the referee will speak to the captains. What a lot of nonsense. Georgia captain was going to say games off, Andy Robertson was going to say games on. It's the way it was going to be. That's their job to decide if the pitch is safe and playable that the game can continue. And they decided that. So I'm, I'm with Craig in, in a way where, when they've been told the game's kicking off at quarter past nine, they should have been on that pitch at quarter past nine. Like, they, they're in the wrong in that respect. If they felt they were treated, and again, we don't know what was going on behind the scenes, we could just see, well, the game is supposed to kick off and they've point blank refused to come out well they can't do that you know because they decide if the game's play, uh, playable or not the referees and they decide it was playable at quarter past nine it was supposed to kick off they decided not to so it wasn't great behaviours what went on the behind the scenes we can't actually comment on but uh, I, I can understand the frustrations because that first six minutes was an absolute shambles and they fell 1-0 down and a big game you know it was a massive massive game of football for them as well it was a chance for them to come in and take something and keep themselves in the group as well so I can understand the frustrations but Craig's Right, the, the behaviours weren't great. Craig, on the opposite side of it, the Scotland players who were out there warming up, keen to get the game going. At one point, I think you know there was there was booze from the, the supporters when they were told there was going to be another delay, and the players were out there applauding the fans, thanking them for you know sticking with them. It shows real a real good attitude from the Scotland squad. Oh, absolutely! I think the attitude of the squad is is spot on, and it's been that way for a while now there's a real professionalism about them um, and I think that connection's back there again between them and the fans as well so there's the appreciation there because if that was you know say the Craig or Junior when things aren't going well the fans wouldn't have stuck around anyway because they'd have thought we're probably going to get beat here so there's no point but the fact is we've got that belief back in the team um, I also think when I'm watching this play now compared to a couple of years ago when we did qualifying I actually think we look like a team that's much more ready to go into a tournament now than we did before. You know, it was fantastic to get in before. We were maybe slightly undercooked for it, though. Now, I really think we've got that bit between our teeth and we look like a team that can go and compete, at least in the tournament. You know, maybe win a game or, or try and 
get out of your group, um, which is easier to do in the Euros, to be fair, than it is in the World Cup. So, you know, I, I'm excited by it because I think if we beat Cyprus, which we should, 15 should be enough to get us over the line, I would, I would have thought. Well, thank you to Craig. If you give us a call, you could be up next. 01419511025. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller here with me, Andrew McLean And lots of talk about that game at Hamden last night So much to talk about The result, the weather, the conditions, everything like that A huge delay but Scotland getting the job done in the end As well, let's hear from John McGinn And his thoughts on how it all unfolded last night It feels a bit subdued. It's a huge win for us. Uh, we're obviously delighted in there. Really, really strange night. Uh, something none of us have ever experienced. But we, we dealt with it in the best way possible. And credit to all the, the ground staff, everyone who, who kind of got together. So the ball boys even helping at one point. So it was really important we got the game played. And, and thankfully for all of us, we did. No, the message was concentrate, but I wasn't doing very much concentrating. I didn't know what was going on. Um, one minute it was just 10 minutes kicking off then it's 20 minutes 30 minutes it, it wasn't fair in the fans um, I think the game could have been played a little bit earlier but Georgia were, were up to it uh, they were at it they were wanting the, the game stopped um, which we would probably do in the same situation so it was difficult probably difficult for the referee but I think common sense prevailed in the end and, and we got the game played but it certainly could have been played earlier yeah, lots of good performances last night. John McGinn is often the one that steals the headlines for Scotland, but Scott McTominay getting a goal last night, that's now five goals he's got in four qualifiers. It's, it's quite a return, isn't it? It is. It's been incredible. I mean, it was, it was interested the way he was kind of deployed last night. I mean, they, they had changed the... I wouldn't really say they changed the system too much, but when there was more of a midfield three recognised with Billy Gilmore at the base of that, with McTominay to the right and Callum McGregor uh, on the left, it with John McGinn more in a supporting striker role to uh, to Lyndon Dykes. But what, what what there was at times, it allowed Callum McGregor and McTominay to take more to do with the game higher up, which I think, particularly McGregor, can be really, really creative. But you see the goal threat that McTominay has. I mean, his timing of the runs to, to support the strikers, to hit the box is really, really good, as we've seen Cyprus, Spain and, and last night. It's, uh, yeah, it, it was great and it was a wonderful finish for him as well. He's touching literally in the next step, he's, he's hit it with his weaker foot in those conditions as well when he was so accurate to guide it into that bottom corner. It was, uh, he's, he's really f- found his feet over the over the last kind of few months in, in a Scotland jersey and like I say, the, the balance of that midfield for me looked really, really good last night. Everybody can play. Uh, you've got the left side, you've got the right side, you've got Billy Gilmore kind of pulling the strings in the middle and like I say, I thought him coming into the team and it takes take nothing away for your Ryan Christie's and your Stuart Armstrongs who have been played in that kind of similar position to John McGinn just off Lyndon Dykes in the past because that works for us as well. But when you've got someone, if you want to progress and you want to take more to do with the ball, which I felt we needed to do after, after the game against Norway, Billy actually affected the game on Saturday. And when he came in last night, you could see him always demanding the ball, always on the move, always wanting, always knows where the next pass is going as well, with his awareness, makes the right decision 99 times out of 100. And I think him and Callum McGregor really, really suit each other really, really well with how they want to play the game. So it was a, it was a wonderful performance. And Scott McTominay game with that five goals in the four games is just, it's a sensational rate. 
Because Steve Clark, he likes consistency in selection, whether it's his starting lineup or his squad. But even the, the, the small tweaks he's made from game to game, they've all been working. The substitutions that he's made, they've all been working as well. Everything he, he's touching at the moment seems to turn to gold in these qualifiers. Yeah, it is, and it's. it's I think. Uh, I think he could do anything to, to be honest with you. And it's and that. I mean, what I mean by that is that say it's he's putting Stuart Armstrong or or Ryan Christie. Everybody wants to be on there. There's nobody really sulking that they're not playing, so they want to go on and they're bringing real energy to the game. Like the subs that are coming on are impacting the game. Think back to even the Cyprus game, as much as it wasn't a great game and it was quite low key until Lyndon Dykes came on and really made a difference. Scott McTominay comes on and gets his goal. Uh, they then start the next game and, and they were wonderful within it and they've, they've maintained their place over the over this these two games as well and really, really impacted the game as well. But the subs who have came on, Billy Gilmore makes an impact on the, on the game Saturday. He starts the game you know so there's there's just a real depth strength and depth within the squad at the moment again I'm going to say it it feeds in and it helps that when you're winning games and you're having success so long may it continue well let's go back to the phones Andy is in Finiston Andy how are you? Good morning guys a great result last night you've, just, you've got to say first of all a big I thought the fans the fans were brilliant and the ground staff are amazing I know you've said it before but I just thought the fans last night Tartan Army were absolutely amazing. What the, the support they were giving Scotland that hadn't they wait all that length of time? Yeah, I'll, I'll put that to Kenny because it was such a long delay and, and I was in the stadium for it and it could have been easy for supporters to turn around and go, look, it's it's getting late, we need to get home, whether it's trains or people have work or school in the morning, but the supporters, they, they stuck by. You could hear that Why Does It Always Rain On Me by Travis was, was playing over the Tannoy system and the, the whole crowd were singing along, but... It's all part of that feel-good factor that is around the national team at the moment that will help in a moment like that. Of course it does because they wanted to they want to stay they feel partly something at the moment they feel some uh, a party something special like you say not just the delay it's probably like a lot of them have been soaked through <laughs> with, with the amount of rain that had fell but you know it never it never put a dampener on them they were still there supporting they were still there singing uh, again you could see the players were absolutely appreciative of that again the support for fans whether it be club or country is never ever taken for granted by, by players it isn't but uh, again last night there was a, a real show of how uh, how much they appreciate that support by the players but yep, every credit. This I say, we've said it already. The players were excellent. Steve Clark and his staff were excellent, putting the team together and getting the result. But all the ground staff that took, played their part in getting that game back on, the fans for staying and supporting. Because there's one thing for sure: when games take a little lull, fans can really impact and bring an energy from the stands, and that can then be put on the players on that field to play. Had there been nobody there or lesser fans there, it might have impacted the performance. So, like they've always got a role to play. The fans, like I said, it's never taken for granted. Yeah, when the game eventually continued, Andy, what did you make of Scotland's performance on the pitch? I thought they were brilliant, and I thought, I thought McTommy was actually man of the match. But I thought he was so unlucky. The keeper, I mean, I don't know if you remember the save the keeper done up him. That was a that was a world class save he done. Done his left hand side, just putting the ball behind the, the post. But the whole team, the whole team are gelling together. As everybody been saying, more games we're playing now, they're definitely getting better. We can bring on subs. They're fitting in, you know. We just look, we look really comfortable just now. Yeah, and defensively, it was a good job as well, Kenny, because there was a lot of talk in the build-up about Kvitsa Kvaratskhelia and the quality he has. Maybe not the best conditions for the type of player he is, but he was kept very quiet throughout the game. 
It was, and that, what I would say on that is I think he was one of the players' body language, kind of behaviours that probably did not want to be going back on that pitch. But world-class player. Uh, he's had a wonderful season at Napoli. And we did, we kept him quiet. The conditions probably helped us in that respect. But I felt even in the situation, he still showed moments of absolute magic with how quick his feet and how he changes direction and goes and puts defenders on the back foot. But we dealt with it and marshaled it pretty well. Uh, actually, I felt it was quite a comfortable performance over over the, over the piece. Uh, there were a few scares towards the end, obviously, the penalty but it was a, probably a bit too late to salvage anything but the chance with the lad pulled it had an open goal effectively pulled it wide it kind of just shook us back into gear a little bit but we had so many chances like Andy says that was a world class save for Scott McTominay at the end of the first half and you could see that at the end of the first half we were piling on a lot of pressure and looking for that second goal there but like I said it was a convincing win and we deserved that I mean it's probably easy for some people to underestimate Georgia but for a team as we said earlier one defeat in 15 they were on a fantastic run of form and for Scotland to, to be that dominant in those conditions it just shows where the national side are at the moment yeah again let's talk about us we're, we're a really really good team you know we've got a strong squad we've got some wonderful footballers in there uh, I think it was uh, was it Robbie or Sean that said earlier on the show that if he believes there's more and the, and the team, I certainly believe there's more to come for these group of players because they're getting better, they're getting more experience. There's some young players that are coming into a wonderful stage of their career, playing at great levels. Like, like I say, it's long may it continue. Wonderful opportunity now going to make sure we're in Germany over the next couple of games. Well, thank you to Andy. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for tonight. But what a night it was at Hamden yesterday. And I'm sure that the chat about that will continue for plenty of time to come of course a lot of domestic stuff happening Kevin Van Veen has left Motherwell I'm sure we'll get round to that as well but of course all about Scotland but thank you to Andy as I say thank you to Kenny in the studio thank you for listening in for your calls and your tweets tonight as well uh, we are back tomorrow night from 6 o'clock a night off for me but you and Cameron will be taking care of things he'll be in the studio with Gordon DL but stay right there because it's Callum Gallagher that's up next